More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Going Green. We've got an awesome guest today, a neighbor. I'm in San Diego, he's up in LA, but we're zooming in due to the, the crazy circumstances we're living in right now. But we've got Danny Blue, the founder of OMA, One Million Acres. So Danny, without further ado, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so real quick for uh, those who are watching and listening and not familiar with OMA, tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, so OMA is my social enterprise. Uh, in a nutshell, what we do is we work directly with indigenous artists and communities in the Amazon rainforest, specifically right now, at least in the Ecuadorian Amazon. And we've created a bracelet and every bracelet we sell funds the protection of an entire acre of endangered rainforest, as well as the planting of a tree in areas where they've already seen, you know, uh, forest loss. Um, and, and really, not more important, but just as important, is really empowering these indigenous artists and communities to have, you know, economic alternatives to deforestation. I love that. I love um, companies, because obviously, you know, people can donate money, but you sort of send that money, you're not really sure where it goes. Um, I love companies that, you know, you actually get something in return, whether it's a bracelet, uh, a watch, shoes, something, you know, that you can kind of have as a physical reminder of you giving back. And it also is a conversation starter. Um, and the fact that, you know, you're doing really cool things. I mean, protecting one acre of rainforest is no joke. You know, I think yeah. that's super cool. Um, yeah, it really speaks to human psychology. Honestly, that's kind of what led me down this path a bit. It's like, I, as, as good as I want to believe the entire world is, and we are, I do believe that humans are good by nature. I do believe that deep down inside, we all want to do good. And part of the human condition is like, needing to have some sort of framework in the real world to create our identity around. So that's kind of a fancy way of saying like we're, we have a, a little bit of a selfish tendency to want to have things for ourselves to show that we've done good. So like, you know, if I donate $20 to save this many acres of rainforest, you know, but then I forget about it as opposed to if I can, you know, have this bracelet that is made from organic materials and is supporting these communities and is doing the good. Now it's like it's become part of who I am. And I think that's really a part of what gets people into the conversation of how do we create more good by, you know, using business. Right. No, that's super interesting. I never thought about that because like, you know, you see people, they'll donate money and they'll take a screenshot and share it on social media. And it's like, okay, did you really need to share that? But at the same time, like, you know, if you do something good, it does feel good to, you know, share that with the world. So having that physical product, you know. It real. It's like we need, you know, we're always on a seek search for validation to a certain degree. I think when people are willing to look into that and go deep, I've certainly spent the past five years on a personal development journey of really understanding 
my need for validation in a lot of different areas, but understanding that that's how we work and how do we take that instead of, there's a lot of people out there fighting the fight of overconsumption. Stop buying stuff. No more buying stuff. Don't buy any more stuff. And that's a conversation that gets to be addressed for sure in this new world to a certain degree. While, but for me, I feel like within my lifetime, I have the most amount of potential to create the most amount of impact by taking that truth and finding out how can we utilize it for the most amount of good. Exactly. I think, you know, when it comes to making a difference in terms of the environment, everyone has their own personal lifestyle choices that, you know, they want to make and not everyone's comfortable with diving, you know, a hundred percent in. Some people need to take those small steps and, you know, maybe no one's, maybe someone can't afford to buy a Tesla or transition to an electric vehicle, or they need a car to get to their job so they can't take public transportation to ride a bike. But those little things, the you know, whether it's a bracelet or it's a recycled plastic bag, those those little changes when a lot of people do it really adds up. And especially when um, you know, not only are they supporting the indigenous tribes in the rainforest, but also protecting that acre, it's super cool. Um, backing it up real quick, how did you kind of get into the entrepreneurial space? I know we were talking about how you worked in the corporate world and kind of wanted to try something new. So tell us a little bit about that journey and what were some trials and tribulations that you faced along the way? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I could speak to that everybody should just really just know in their core is that you, you may feel a call. Like I felt, I, 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 I felt a call when I was in corporate America, I was in corporate America for five years. I, grew, I, I went up the ladder, I was extremely successful. I had a one bedroom bachelor pad block from the beach in Venice. You know, I was just kind of living the life that I assumed was what I really wanted. I had a 401k, I was traveling whenever I wanted because it was an outside sales kind of deal. So I wasn't actually even in an office. So this was like as basically cushy as a corporate job could get. I, I could work from home and I had all the boxes checked off. And yet there was something just deep in my soul that was like, this is not it. Like, this is not what you were meant to do. I think the part of it was that I was becoming complacent as well. And I think that when you lose a little bit of that fire to keep pushing and, and growing and expanding, um, that can feel like a death in, in, a, in a sort of way. So, um, so my calling came in the form of just extreme discomfort and needing to just leave the situation I was in. It wasn't like, I, I'm going to go pursue this thing that I've been, you know, who's a big, I don't know, Gary V or Lewis Howes, you know, inspired me to go do the thing that I'm just super passionate about and I'll make the money. Like, I didn't know what I was passionate about. I just knew I was, I was not happy there. So I left. I, this was, this has been about seven years since then. So I've, dabbled in a few things. I opened a restaurant, a fran uh, franchise, healthy, fast, casual rip franchise, which actually I opened this restaurant a month before my twins came. I have five-year-old now twins, but we had the twins a month before I opened the door to my first restaurant, which I don't know if you know, but you're there from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day, seven days a week indefinitely, and then coming home and having kids that were probably just waking up at that point. It was crazy. Um, 
but at that time I was very personally connected to uh, the plight of the rainforest just from a lot of the documentaries that I'd seen and recognizing the, the, the effect that deforestation was having not just on the rainforest itself and all of the biodiversity that, that lives there, but on the entire planet and how we are all affected. And so I was personally involved. I was donating to organizations. Um, and again, the conversation that we just had around, you know, how can I take that? Like I can, I can go get a job and maybe make a lot of money, who knows, and take a portion of those pros, portion of my own uh, uh, salary that I'm bringing in and donating it to these organizations for the rest of my life. And this is the amount of impact. Or, you know, I was inspired by companies like Tom's and other companies that have built these one-for-one -one models. And when I recognized that you can purchase and protect an entire acre of endangered rainforest for sometimes dollars, that was the light bulb that I was like, well, that's a margin. Like I'm not a biz, I'm not an entrepreneur yet at this point, but like I'm smart enough to know that you can build that into a margin for a product that can help support this cause and then get a lot of people on board and, you know, exponentially increase the amount of impact. So that was like the, that was like the origin story of where everything kind of the gear started turning. That's awesome. Yeah, I think um, you touched on something there. And like, I, I had a similar path working, you know, for a corporate nine to five job wearing a suit and all that stuff. And I think if you have that certain entrepreneurial spirit, like you, after a certain point, money isn't what you're seeking, right? Like, yeah, it's great to have a paycheck. It's great to live in this great place. But you want to give back in something. And like you said, you know, you could have even donated money. Um, and that's, it's hard to kind of like, put sort of, you know, the pointer on what that is. But, you know, I've had that feeling. A lot of other people on the show have had that feeling where it's just like, yeah, I had a great job, wasn't fulfilling. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, I knew I had to leave and find something new. And I think, um, you know, being a business owner is one of the most fulfilling things because you can still make money, you can still, you know, support your family, and you can also give back. And there's not a lot of, um, opportunities out there that really do provide that so i think that's really cool what um what was kind of that like first step of building the company and really starting to see it come together like i always call it sort of this like pop a bottle of champagne moment because it takes a lot of time a lot yeah. of effort to get a company up and running do you ever have that moment where it's like this is really working it's pretty cool I was just about to say, I don't know if I had a pop a bottle moment, but now that you said you ever had a moment where I kind of realized that everything was working, um, I did. And again, to clarify, th this entity as it is, has gone through multiple evolutions. When I first started it, the company was called Solstice, spelled S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E. And it was very, you know, there's kind of like a very deep spiritual nature to it. Um, and the, the, I wasn't sure what the product was though. Right. And I using my own creative juices, I came up with this idea it was a wrist compression sleeve for the yoga community. Right. And it had these beautiful designs and positive affirmations on them. And they were made from the recycled bottle, um, material. And so, you know, um, but what I realized at the time was like, and this took me two years to realize it. I was so focused on 
the brand and the product and the thing and it's gotta you know i've gotta have all these boxes checked for what the thing is and oh by the way when you buy a solstice sleeve it protects an acre of rainforest and i was like it took me a while to realize like i had so i put so much energy into wanting to create the thing to make people want to love the thing to buy the thing and they were inspired and then we i sold quite a few and you know did did some good work but um i realized that it was kind of backwards it was it was not an organization that what we did was promote and fund rainforest conservation that by the way here's a thing you can purchase to join us it was a here's some stuff and this is what we're all about we are all, all about you know amazing connected spiritual deep environmental work but um and and when you when you buy this you know you can save an acre of rainforest so it took me a while to really realize that you know where my focus was was a little off and so it took a couple years and, and, and it wasn't a bracelet until about two years ago. And at that time I had conceptualized this really unique bracelet that has, um, it had a locket and inside the locket, um, there was a seed from the Amazon rainforest. And the idea would be that you can carry a seed from the rainforest with you. And then that would really tell the story of the cause more. And that was when I really shifted my focus quite a bit on making the story and the cause and what it is that we're fighting for really the, um, the focus. And so I kind of shifted gears, changed up the, the, the vessel from, you know, what the product was to the bracelet. And it was around that point, um, a point last year where all of a sudden I started seeing in the numbers scaling from finally Facebook ads starting to click that like, oh wow, like this is this is really taking off. And this was actually before the fires happened um, that, you know, everybody was up in arms on social media about, you know, the fires in Brazil and the Amazon last summer. Um, and uh, and so when that when that hit though, we I was already sold out. Um, but it was also around that time where I realized that this is about so much more than just this bracelet. And this was when everything really shifted for me. And it was when I realized that I don't just want to sell, even though the bracelet is cool, it's unique, it's different, and it tells a story. I don't just want to sell another thing that, again, at some point is going to end up in a landfill. I mean, I use this as much... Um, uh, eco, I use as many eco-friendly materials as possible. We had coconut shell beads, um, the locket was recycled metal, but the string is, no matter what, I realized the string in almost every bracelet is nylon. Um, and, you know, and nylon is plastic. And so no matter how eco-friendly I told myself this bracelet was, you know, still using this nylon string. Not only that, but I had an opportunity to go down to Ecuador and really like, stay in some of these, uh, in some of the indigenous uh, villages while I was doing some researching for some other stuff. And that's when, that was, I, I would say, that was probably like the, not the pop the bottle moment, but it was more like the, oh, this is, this is now, this is the thing. Like, this will be the thing. And what it was, was recognizing that one of the biggest things that's causing and perpetuating deforestation in the rainforest is the exploitation of these indigenous communities. So 
when I realized that a lot of these artisans, a lot of the communities in general, typically, uh, a lot of times will go into, uh, what do you call it, um, resource extraction, simply to be able to provide a living. You know, it's not that these indigenous communities are championing any of this illegal logging or whatnot, but especially nowadays with COVID, um, it's just a matter of survival. And with no other economic alternatives, a lot of them are often either bribed by these big extractive industries or they have to go in and, and do what they have to do to make a living. So when I realized that this, to, to empower these indigenous artisans to give them reliable work, to utilize the natural resources of the land um, in a way that was promoting conservation on top of being able to do our give back. Now, all of a sudden, everything changed. And so it's, it's still changing, it's still evolving. And the bracelet is still in the process of going through different iterations. And it was around that point that the name Oma came to me, which very interestingly, and it all kind of happened in this kind of like very synchronistic divine way, but Oma actually in many languages means mother and or grandmother. Um, so it's a very much a, a, an homage to mother earth and you know, the feminine energy and spirit of the earth and the planet. And on top of that, you know, it's also an acronym for 1 million acres, which is our mission to protect 1 million acres. So um, yeah, I think the point to extract from all that is that it's, it's, it was something completely different when it started. It's still evolving now. Uh, I'm always looking for ways to help, you know, offset any of our additional footprint. You know, as of right now, I've got it pretty dialed in to where our bracelet itself is entirely biodegradable. So it's made out of only two materials that are sourced from the Amazon rainforest. And the string was the thing that was the hardest for me, but our string is made from a plant called Chambira. Um, and so the, the bracelet is 100% biodegradable. It, the packaging is zero waste. Uh, we have a compostable seed paper packaging that when you take the bracelet off of it, you just plant the packaging and it grows wildflowers. Um, you know, you use recycled mailers, um, you know, obviously the planting of the tree and the protection of the acre of rainforest is helping to offset carbon footprint even more from the delivery. So, um, but then again, the, the main, the heart of this is really making this as much the indigenous artisan communities as it is my own and everyone else that's becoming involved with it. Yeah, that's super cool. I just finished this book called, it's right there, The Lost City of the Monkey God. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but um, it's all about this, uh, this group of explorers going down to Honduras and like trekking through the jungle to find this, uh, this ancient city. And it's all about like what you just said, the, um, the issues of deforestation down there. I know Ecuador and Honduras are obviously different uh, countries, but it just opened my eyes to a, a place that is so untouched and so naturally beautiful, but you don't really think about it because it's not in the news every day, but it still does need, you know, the, some sort of spotlight on it and some sort of support because otherwise it'll, you know, like you said, it's just, it's people down there not trying to be, um, you know, destroying anything. They're just trying to provide for themselves, you know, so if we can protect that, obviously it's a, it's a good thing. Um, you were mentioning that you just did some crowdfunding. What has that experience been like so far? 
Yeah, so it's funny that I've done two crowdfunding campaigns. The first time I did the brace, the original brace that I, I did that on Kickstarter. And, you know, we, I successfully raised our goal. I remember it being a lot of work after the fact of just the manual labor operation stuff, but I think I forgot how involved it was because I recently just launched another crowdfunding campaign for a newest version of the bracelet a few months ago. And it was amazing. It was even more successful than the first one. Um, I have a, just a ton of support coming in from like countries overseas, which was amazing to see, especially this was after, during, during, during COVID, the height of it. You know, got people donating and uh, supporting from France and Germany and Netherlands and uh, everywhere. And um, so now, you know, I'm in fulfillment center mode, though, and I'm just one by one, hand by by hand, uh, packaging everything up, doing all the shipping. So um, it was it was great to see that support. Um, I'm transitioning back onto the e-commerce side of things from here which is a lot more streamlined it's a lot more easy to manage um you know there's an opportunity to use a fulfillment center which i probably will which will give us the opportunity to kind of take the bracelets themselves get them all dialed in you know they're made in ecuador they're sent here we prepare them and then we can put them in a fulfillment center that'll allow that side of the process to kind of streamline a little bit automate I love it, man. I'm a firm believer that you can look good, feel good, make money, build a business, and also combine all of that to give back and, you know, make the world a little bit of a better place. We'll end it with uh, one final question. What's, um, what's just a tip that you could give to the average person to, you know, kind of get started and just live a life that's a little bit more sustainable? Um, well, <laughs> this just came up for me because I just saw it recently and anyone with kids listening will definitely appreciate this, but uh, you don't have kids, do you? No, I don't. So, so Frozen 2 is, um, is, is a movie that's come out recently and it's, it's really amazing. You should watch, it's, it's not just a kid's movie. It's got so many amazing, um, you know, parallels to what's going on in the world right now. But there's this thing, there's part in it where she says, when you don't know what to do, just, do the next right thing and it just really resonates with me it's not about needing to like have this full comprehensive plan of how am i going to be the most empowered green living individual for the rest of my life and inspire everybody else to do it you know that, that can be very overwhelming and, and get i'll start i'll start on monday which never happens so i would say take one thing literally just take one thing that what is one thing you can focus on for me personally, I've adopted a uh, vegan vegetarian lifestyle. Um, the animal agriculture industry is literally one of the leading causes of deforestation um, and detrimental impact to the planet. So whether or not that's within somebody's means or desire to explore more, I would say maybe look at like, how can you take one piece of that? Uh, maybe if, if you find yourself eating meat, you know, three or four times a week, uh, maybe see if you can just cut that down to eating meat once a week. Um, you know, that, that has, I think the most, prof that can have the most profound immediate impact right out of the gates. Um, so, you know, things like that. Um, obviously I'm sure you've provided tips on how to 
you know, reuse, recycle, those are kind of some of the standard ones. Um, but, you know, supporting organizations, supporting the conversation, signing the petitions, I think it's so evident right now in what we're seeing in the police that are being brought to justice with the George Floyd case, the power of what happens when people truly come together and stand up and say, we're not going to take this anymore. And so to let go of the idea that I can't do this, this is overwhelming, my voice does not count, and know that, you know, sign the petition, you know, go do the march, be a part of it, be a part of being active and however that looks. It doesn't have to be all the things, but maybe commit to one thing a week and, and like, you know, acknowledge yourself for that. I think that's a big thing we have to do is like feel good that what we're doing is actually doing something. Yeah, exactly. Just be proactive and you don't have to go zero to a hundred, but those little steps, you know, are, are a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, Danny, thanks again for coming on. What's, uh, what can the viewers and listeners do to help you and support you? Uh, so if anybody wants to check out the, our business and what we're doing, OMA Earth is the website. And as a matter of fact, I, the new, I have a new website that's like just going live this evening. So I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but I assume you won't be quicker than, uh, than how soon the, it'll come out. But either way, within the course of the next few days, week, I'll have this uh, new website up. It, we'll talk about all about what it is we're doing. Um, you could follow on our social media at Oma Earth on either Instagram or Facebook. And uh, I'm usually pretty involved in there as well. So people can always message me directly. Uh, if anyone wants any additional information, I'm pretty good at responding to that kind of stuff. Super cool. Well, thanks again. Appreciate your time. Um, for all you listeners, viewers out there, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out Danny and Oma Earth. Amazing stuff. Support them. Buy some of their bracelets. It goes to a good cause. They look cool. Really win-win all around. And we will see you again on the next episode of Going Green. 